episode 27, Building an Online Information Empire with Rob Coven. Hello, and welcome to the eCourse Domination Podcast, where we deep dive into all aspects of online course creation, from concept to marketing and beyond. I'm your host, Tim Cooper, and it's a pleasure to have you with me today. Hello and welcome. It's Tim Cooper back again with another discussion on online course creation and marketing. And today's episode is all about free content creation, list building, and then repurposing that information into Udemy courses and Kindle books, creating funnels and building a scalable and sustainable residual income. Today, I'm talking to Rob Cubbon, and this comes about through a request from one of my listeners, Daniel Bowling, who sent me an email not so long ago. He had another question about some topic research, but then he said, Tim, I'd really like you to interview Rob. I've been following him for a while, and he always offers so much good value. So that wasn't a problem with me. I, I know Rob. I've been on Hangouts with Rob in the past. So it was great to contact him and say, Rob, jump on. We really want to talk to you. Now, some news, if you haven't already heard, earlier in the week, Fedora, the online course hosting site, changed its name to Teachable, which I think is is really great because it sort of makes a bit more sense. Like Fedora really didn't sort of have too much meaning as far as online course hosting and everything else, whereas Teachable does sort of have some sort of meaning. So I'm happy for that name change, and I'm happy to know that they've actually got teachable.com. So they don't have usefedora.com. They've actually been able to get a domain name with their actual brand, which is really, really good. Okay, before we get into it, once again, I want to make sure that I'm delivering information that you want. So if you've got a question, if it's a topic you want to know more about, please send me an email at asktim at ecoursedomination.com. That's asktim at ecoursedomination.com. And if you've got an instructor or somebody that you want me to interview, please let me know. Or if you believe that you've got something to share with my audience, also let me know and we will get you on to the show, onto a blab for an interview. So let's just cross over to the interview and listen to the valuable insights that Rob has to share. Okay, so hello and welcome to another episode of the eCourse Domination Podcast, which now we call the Online Coaching Podcast. And today I've got a very, very special guest, Rob Coven. Now, Rob has got a, a, a huge uh, information business. He, you know, he's not only an online instructor, he has got blogs and books and, and all sorts of stuff. And, and, and so today we're going to talk about how he, he ties all that together to produce a, a lifestyle and income that, you know, as instructors, that, that's something that we actually aim for ourselves. So welcome, Rob. Thanks very much, Tim. It's lovely to talk to you again. Thanks for having me on the show. Now, it was great catching up on that, uh, on that hangout with Mark Timberlake a little while ago. And I must admit, one of my listeners, when I do send out the call saying, if there's anybody you want me to get on the, on the show, your name came up. And it was a bit of a kicking up saying, no, come on, you've got to get Rob on, which is <laughs> something I was meaning to do for, for a while. So, okay, so before we go too far into the, uh, into the interview, can you just spend a little bit of time and give us a little bit of background about yourself? 
Okay, so I'm from the UK originally, and I was um, I was never very good at school, and I was never very good at work. Um, but unfortunately, the internet wasn't around when I was younger, so I kind of just started working uh, because I thought that's what I had to do. Um, and I ended up in in what was a sort of a very lowly role in graphic design. So I was kind of like a typesetter, and I I used the sort of desktop publishing software to um, to get freelance roles in very sort of mundane um, positions within design companies. And I used to go around to all sorts of different design companies, publishing houses marketing companies and do typesetting uh, for whatever print design they had. Um, and so I was in a bit of a rut, really, in my early 30s. Um, I, but I didn't really, I didn't really see as, as, I didn't see life as though something that I could improve. I thought life was something that happened to me. Um, but for some reason, and, and I'm, I'm very grateful, um, I managed to um, turn things around uh, by setting up a website in 2006 and then I started blogging content marketing actually was would be what it's called called now but at the time it was called blogging um, and I, I blogged about what I knew about which was uh, graphic design related things although I wasn't really a graphic designer and uh, and, and I was very very grateful to get get calls from people who wanted me to do work for them and um, and I had a computer at home, so I started working from home, doing um, client work. And then two years later, I then stopped proper work uh, completely. I'd set up a business by then. I set up a company. And ever since, I've been um, working for myself. It's, I've been working for my company. However, more recently, my business has morphed, as you say, into a more of an information business. Because the blogging, I did it for years. I still do it today. I did it for years and years and years, blogging, putting out information there for people and trying to make it as good as possible and, um, you know, trying to help people as much as possible on the blog. It just developed into selling video courses, selling ebooks, um, And I was obsessed anyway with passive income and Tim Ferriss. Well, we'll get on to that. Obviously, my lifestyle, um, I haven't spent too much time in the UK uh, in the last year. Or so, uh, although I am here now uh, in my mum's house. So that, that's a, that's a little bit about me, Tim. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I suppose coming from that, everything built from from giving value from from that blog. And so, what would be your message to budding online instructors? Because like a lot of a lot of people see that okay, the online education industry is, is booming. We know that 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 that's no secret. And a lot of people see. Uh, Sites like Udemy and as a, as, as a sometimes unfortunately as a quick a get rich quick scheme, no, just just you know, bash up a course and, and stick it out there, and all the riches will come. But it's it's not like that, is it? Like you 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 really have to establish yourself and give value and and and, and sort of show your worth to people before they're going to start throwing money at you, don't you? Yeah, I mean, if you asked me, you know, what would be my one bit of advice to a, an, an online entrepreneur or somebody who wants to um, make money, passive income, say, or just any, or just make money online, whether it's actively active or passive, then my answer would be to somehow produce some sort of free content that's really good, 
that you really love to do. Um, and, and then just just start like that. So, you know, you could start on YouTube or you could start a blog or you could start a podcast and do a blab even. Um, and this is free content that other people want to uh, consume. And then you'll start to build an audience and then you'll start to find out what they like to listen to or what they like to consume. Uh, and that will start the ball rolling. Um, and on the, the, what's the opposite? The opposite of that is don't do anything and just put out a Udemy course and, and, and it won't sell because you need an audience or, or well, it's easier if, if you have an audience that knows, likes and trusts you. Put it that way. So that would be my first bit of advice would be to try and create the best free content you can um, and do it consistently every day, every week. Cool. As I sound like I, I listened to a podcast by Seth Godin some time ago. It's, it's not a podcast now. And he talks about an author and, and sort of putting the cart before the horse and, and sort of like, you know, you go and write a book and then you go and, and you smash social media and you smash everything saying, buy my book, buy my book, buy my book. And people go, why? We don't, we don't know you. Whereas if you start off with with a blog or doing as you're saying youtube so you don't necessarily like if you're not tech savvy you don't necessarily have to have a have your own website but if you start off with giving that free information and actually shape show that you care start that relationship building then people get to know like and trust you and then when you, you know, write your book you say oh by the way i've got a book and they go great and i've just noticed in the in the chat that um you know somebody's you know you've now you've got to know somebody who's bought some of your products there. Mm. So, you know, this 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 is this this is the point. So, so so blogging wise, and the other, and I suppose the other thing too, too Rob is that it's not only a matter of sort of building this following; it's listening to your following as well, isn't it? That's such a great uh, part of content marketing or wh whatever you're doing, and and YouTube because we're talking about Udemy here. So YouTube, I think, is a is a good sort of cousin. No, that's not that's the wrong word, isn't it? But it, I mean, it's a good starting point for for Udemy um, because particularly on YouTube, some things work and some things don't. Um, and YouTube's really bad for this, uh, and it drives me crazy because some videos absolutely fly, and others just you think they're really great and nobody watches them, nobody mm. nobody thumbs them up. Um, and, uh, and it's the same with any medium that you choose you, uh, and um, I think blogging's really good. I, I come from, that's my background. So I, I will use the word blogging, uh, more often than not, but it was the titles of the blogs that really pushed me into a certain direction because certain things that I talked about were really popular and, um, I just sort of went down those avenues, you know. So it's a sort of fantastic market research tool. And there are other ways of doing that, which we can talk of later because we can talk about email marketing and stuff. But, um, yes, uh, I mean, there's so many reasons it's good. It improves your ability uh, in whatever medium you're doing. Every time you do it, you're going to do it better. So, you know, so it improves you. It gives you great market research as we're talking about. It it gives you an audience you know it works in terms of um, on the marketing side um and, it, and and you can enjoy it it actually makes you feel better because you you know that for uh, there are other reasons because you you get the feedback instantaneously rather than waiting hours um weeks for it for you to finish a udemy course and then get the feedback over the coming months um you know it's a much more quick 
quicker uh, communication and you get the answers back quicker. Um, so the really, you know, I, I could really talk all day about the the importance of that, why why it's been good for me, and 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 it's not just one reason. There's, as I, as I said, there's several reasons. Mm, definitely, and we'll go into that because that that is so true. And like in in recent times, you know, I've had people contacting me. One of the biggest issues is how do I know that you know, my my subject matter is going to be successful? How do I know if people are going to buy? And and this is this all comes back to. Knowing, knowing your market and, and, and delivering a solution and, and answer to their, to their problem. And, and the best way to know what problems people have is to have that relationship in the first place and have that dialogue going back and forth. And, and I know that in, when I look, look back through the, the stats for my podcast and I, and I look at the, the, the topics of the podcast, the, you know, the stuff that people are really interested in really, really stands out, obviously, by the number of you know, downloads. So it is, it is a great tool to to sort of tune into and and uh find out so 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 let's so let's go so so you're so so you're blogging on a regular basis and you so where were you getting the no the the content because a lot of people say well i don't know okay now you're saying no no no, write a blog every every day or or every week but where do i find the topics like i don't know what to say yeah that that that's another thing i get uh, all the time and um it really is um, uh, the, the answer is you get it from your your immediate environment. I mean that's that's where I got it from. So I, I would only write about stuff that I knew about. Um, I think that's quite interesting. That's quite important. You know, some people start blogging, and they think they've got to be um, they want they think they've got to sound like Seth Godin. So they they write something a general something general about marketing. And uh, they say, oh, just do it like this. And they'll just copy self, self-goading or they'll copy whatever the, the guru, the, the last guru said. And that's the last thing you want to do because people can see through that just um, subconsciously. They won't like that. You know, it'll just sound a bit fake. Um, so it, it might sound crazy, but. You know, if you're doing some really boring job, just write about what you're doing, and even though it's boring. I mean, because you can get really specific about it. So, for example, when I started out, I always use this example. People must be bored of it if they've heard it before. I apologize. Um, but I wrote a, a blog post about how to design a PDF with InDesign, how, how to create an interactive PDF with InDesign. Now, Creating PDFs is not the world's most uh, earth-shatteringly exciting thing. I, I, you know, I don't think it would have got many tweets. Um, but the, the people who are interested in that will find it. And um, I also got clients. I got, I got thousands and thousands of dollars worth of business from that one post because a client wanted me to do that job for them. You know, uh, It's not sexy, uh, but that's one thing you can do. One thing you can do is what you are doing at the moment. So because you can't, you're an expert in that. So that's a good start. Okay, it might be boring. You can carry on and do things that you're interested in. So to talk about things that you're interested in, and get, again, keep it very specific. Don't go general and and the seven rules of marketing, or, or even even if it interests you, just don't do that because nobody's going to care. If you if you if you're not if you're not anyone famous, uh, which most of us aren't, um, so yeah, it's 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 about being honesty, uh, honesty and and being yourself and being specific. 
um, and and just start. Uh, you know, if if you don't think you can write a thousand words, just write five hundred words. If you just write, just do a, do a one minute video on YouTube and make it really good. In fact, you know, one minute videos do quite well. You don't want to make them too long on you in terms of video. So yeah, it's just about just starting really. Uh, and people, and then the other, you know, people put the cart for it before the horse. They they say, oh, I'm waiting to get my website designed um, before I start blogging, or I'm waiting for, to get my funnel in place before I start making this this content. And it's the the content's got to you've got to start with the content. Really, that's what I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's no, that's absolutely perfect, and. Uh, just saying, I, I was actually listening to uh, a blab by Danny Inney, and uh, he was no, because you're talking about you don't have to be you don't have to be an expert. And he was saying like a fourth grader is an expert to a second grader, and people actually like will will, will sort of follow you and relate to you more if you're on the same journey, but just maybe just a couple of steps ahead. And so, so, so everything is still you know, really sort of new and raw to you. So, and you're and you're relating. This is how I had I had this problem. This is how I got over it. And that makes you far more relatable and far more interesting than some some boffin or PhD up there going, you know, blah yeah. blah blah. So, so that's it. So that's a very that's a very big point. So, what's the next logical step? Are, are you going to now take the, all that all that content that you've created, and are, are you now going to? So massage it, so to speak, into a book or a course, or do you start your email marketing campaign? What What's your next step? Well, how do you start to know what your audience oh, wants? I would um, I would start the email. I would start collecting email addresses straight away. Um, you know, I mean, okay, it's a little bit technical. I mean, I I, I, um, I certainly didn't start straight away, so you know, don't listen to me, but. If I could have my time again, I would certainly start collecting email addresses sooner. Um, you, you won't see any benefit on, of it, and it'll annoy you, and it'll be a little bit expensive, but you won't regret it, especially if you're, if you're planning on staying in that niche or whatever you're doing. If you're planning to do it for a few years, then I would start collecting the emails straight away and just emailing them every three weeks or so just to give them the latest blog post or the latest thing that you've done um when would you start i mean i i i was then you know i was running a business i was i had clients so i didn't start writing i I actually started writing pdf ebooks and they were to answer your question the products come from the free content it's almost the same Obviously, it's not the same because then why would people pay for the products? But um, the the subject matter is the same. However, the delivery, of course, of the products is, is much better and the, the, the quality of the products is much better. Um, but it's, exa- it's, it's almost exactly the same. It's not – there's no other – there's nothing extra to the products. Um, and uh, so it comes from that, that subject matter. But um, – you know, I wouldn't put a time. I, I would, I would just say, start on the product when you feel ready, um, because it's great to get your first product out there as soon as possible as well. So it sounds like I'm saying do everything at once, but I'm not really. I am saying start with the content, but it doesn't. It shouldn't take you any time to put a, um, a sign up form on your on your sidebar. In, 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 in a, 
it probably actually now I look back on it, maybe it will take some people some time. So just put it up, put it, you know, content first, emails second, but you might as well do them all at the same time. And, um, and then always think about, you know, the product. I, I was, I think the product would probably come after you've done a, a wee bit of content because, you know, it's the, the content's got to add up. Um, so maybe, maybe, you know, the, 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 the product would be worth about 20 blog posts or something like that. So um, I hope that answers your question. That's cool. I, I, I'm, I kicked myself because I actually had a had an opt-in on, no, just for a general newsletter on the side of my, on the sidebar. And then I, I re, uh, redesigned my, you know, the look and feel of my site and totally, totally forgot to put the, the opt-in back in. And uh, yeah, I, so now, but but now my opt-in is actually at the bottom of every blog post. So so when they actually come down to the bottom of the blog post, it says, "No, don't miss an episode. No, no, become a, a VIP. It's free. You get you get no, you know, you're the first to know this, and and, and you're going to get special offers here. And since I've done that, yeah, my list is 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 really starting to grow. So I think I think I think it's very important. You know, they, they say the money's in the list, but that's probably not as true as saying. The money is in a responsive. Oh yeah, list. yeah. So, the do you when you when you're looking for product ideas and everything else, do you actually poll or survey your because you you've got a very large list, don't you? Like in the tens of thousands or something. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, it's over ten thousand. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so do you actually send an email out saying what? What what's your biggest yeah. hurdle? What's your no? What's your struggle? Yeah, I, I have done m- many different ones as well because I, I, not only have I sent out an email saying what do you want a course on, I've also sent out an email saying I'm I'm doing a course on this specific subject. Can you give me questions on it? Um, so there's pl- yeah, and and I have an e- a question in my autoresponders which is. What, what's your biggest problem? Just click reply to this email and ask me. Um, and I also, I also offer a free fifteen-minute consultation in in my autoresponder as well. Um, so I can actually talk to to the people, um, and that's that's quite interesting. I, I um, yeah, I mean, and also, I mean, so I mean that that's great market research as well. Um, you, you know, and, and you, you never stop. I mean, I, I ask people on um, social media as well. So, yeah, I, I guess I, I guess I, I've, I'm thinking I haven't done it much recently, but um, I probably have. I, I do do it all the time in, in a little way. The problem with a, a large um, survey, the last one I did one, it was a hell of a lot of work um, to collate the results when you when you start getting a bigger list. So when you've got a smaller list and actually – coming back to your point of being responsive that's really important so if you've got a smaller list it's so important to keep emailing them and don't think don't forget about them just because you know there's just one or two people um they're really important because uh, even if there are 20 or 30 literally 20 30 people they'll all have just subscribed so they'll all remember you and so if you start mm. that conversation straight away it's quite important and then you won't get overwhelmed by the by their responses as well um so uh yeah uh, you know i i'd start the conversation straight away definitely i think i think importantly too you know what you mentioned about 
people just subscribing and remembering you is that if you don't sort of drip feed them something and then then and six months later like they don't hear from you for six months and then you and then you shoot them something and they've and they've and they've opted into how many other lists along the way they're going to go who's this guy and they're going to unsub and then like you might even be marked as a spam and there could be no, no, nothing wrong with your content it's just that you fail to maintain that that content so it is important that once you do start to build your list like saying like my first my first email to my list is don't worry i'm not going to you know, smash you every day and i haven't even, even put an offer to to sell anything in any of the emails my emails are basically come join me live so if i'm doing a live lab and then when i create my my podcast and put it put up on my blog i say this blog is now now live and i do exactly the same as you rob in the, in in that very first autoresponder message i say what's your biggest hurdle or what's your biggest challenge when it comes to creating online courses just hit reply and let me know and the the other the, the other week i was um talking i forget which interview it was on and uh mark timberlake mentioned uh ryan levac who like he, he mentioned uh pat flynn who had an interview with you know with with uh with ryan levac who has the ask formula and he said something very interesting i think as as teachers and creating courses, this is something that that you know, we should take on board too. Is that if you ask somebody what they want, they can't tell you because they, they don't know what you want. And and and, and uh, Ryan sort of quotes Henry Ford and said, "Like if I asked people what they wanted, they you know, they would have said faster horses." And and it, and it comes down to sometimes. And and then then uh, Steve Jobs made something like, no, people, no, "People don't know what they want until you give it to them." And Ryan sort of use this analogy saying, okay, so it's, it's the afternoon and, and you want to order dinner. And so you say to your mate, you know, your mate, know what you want for dinner? And he says, I don't know. What do you want? And you don't know, but, pe- but people know what they don't want. So they say, well, what don't you want? They say, well, I don't, I don't want pizza because I had that last night or I don't want sushi. So it's, it's not so, it's not so much even asking people what they want. There, there is a, there is a skill and a, and a tactic into, the way that you ask for this information, isn't there? Yeah, I'm, I'm just reading that book at the moment. Actually, it's, it's doing my head in because it's uh, he, he's you know he's talking about putting uh, asking all these questions and putting them all in different buckets. And I'm thinking, how the hell am I going to do that with my email list, which is all in which is all over the place anyway? Um, and, and so I need to get to the end of that book to uh, to see what it's all about. But he's right about people not knowing what they want. I mean, there's, um, uh, and, and then I do like to, to use a little bit of sixth, sixth sense and and um, get the, the feeling. So I also get a lot of emails. I, I, I get a lot of emails from people just out of the blue. Um, and I really think that they're important, even if they don't tell me what they want. I think, um, I, I, I think that's a really good, uh, way of of just uh, finding out what people is going on in, inside people's head. I also look at um, analytics, uh, Google Analytics, to see what people typed in in the search engine in order to come to my site because I think that's really important as well. So it, it is all about. I think it's about, and this is what people don't tell you. People don't um, usually say that because it's like guessing. And it's and people and people don't like this, but I I I use my intuition as well, for for better or worse. Mm. And I think though, once you, I think once again, once you get the pulse on your audience, 
then you can actually follow you know, your, your gut as well because you do have a, a an idea of what they're wanting and then the you know, these additional emails are just coming in and, and, and probably you know, just confirming what you thought anyway. Also, at this at this stage, I'd like to, to welcome every, uh, other people who have joined the call. Uh, please take the time to introduce yourself and saying if you do have a question for, for Rob, even though this is a, this is a podcast, uh, please enter your question in the in the chat bar at the moment. Just just put a slash Q in a question. It will pop up, and if it's on topic, uh, Rob will address it. At the end of the formal interview, I will open up a seat, and you'll be free to jump in and have a live chat with us. Okay, so hey Terry, how you doing? Um, good, good to see you here. And, and there's Cyan and Val and Sarah and Carl and Stephanie. I feel like one of those those, those announcers on those kids shows. They're looking through the window and look through the round window today. And okay, so um, right, the importance of having we you know we we spoke about Udemy, okay, and how people just create a course and they and they throw it up there expecting to tap into the eight million. Um, they, they, they expect that there's 8 million students on Udemy and they're all going to love their topic, which they haven't done any research into and they don't even know whether people are interested in their topic or whether they're actually addressing a need. And I, I heard you speak, I don't know if it was on another blab or whether it was in that uh, hangout that we were on about the importance of having that that, that list, that, that list was a, was a big help to you when, when you establish yourself on, on Udemy. Now, I don't know whether I'm jumping ahead. Is, is, is there, are there other, other steps that we should cover before we start talking about Udemy? Um, no, I, I don't think so. Actually, I wanted to say on what we were talking about earlier, in, in the ways you discover your audience, and I was just thinking that there was something that I hadn't said that I was really important. That's meeting people face-to-face. Um, I don't even mean blabbing here. I mean conferences and meetups. I go to a lot of uh, as many of those as I can, and when I go there, I meet I just meet people who are just right in in my target audience, and I talk to them, and then you they say completely different things that they'll never say on email, um, you know, because because mm-hmm. you're you're interacting them face to face, real real relationship, and that is uh, gold as well. So sorry, Tim, C- carry on with your your. No, no. That's 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 perfect. This 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 is what we we want from the man who you know created the empire, and, and that is gold. Because I think if people if if they put things in writing, they're going to be probably a little bit guarded. As I you know, as I tell my twenty year old son, be careful what you put in writing because it's you know, it's, then it's 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 there and it's going to come back and bite you. Whereas you no, know, and so people are probably a bit more relaxed. And and once again, you're building that connection and you're building that relationship and you, and, and that no like trust. So that that is a fantastic tip to. To everybody is to is to get on to you know, to meet up and everything else and, and look for events in your area and get out there and actually eyeball people like know, know that old fashioned thing where you actually go and shake somebody's hand and look into them look into their eyes. There's not there's not a lot of that happening these days. Uh, before we go into the the Udemy question, we do have a question in the in, in the bar saying, Rob, which of the passive income strategies has worked best for you? Ebooks, online courses, or blogs? Um, Great question. Well, when it's when it comes to income, uh, I actually share my income reports. Like quick quick plug here. So if you go to robcoven.com uh, slash income hyphen report, uh, you'll find out exactly how much I, I make on uh, the various pa- platforms. And by far, the best is Udemy. 
and and the category is the best is video um and it's for me it's much more than ebooks which i do kindles so they're very cheap there's a lot of competition um it, and it's uh, y- you can make more money from ebooks if you sell them from your site but then you don't get the audience because i get the audience from kindle um so that i hope that answers your question uh that really i find video courses really much better for making passive income than anything else uh, at the moment mm. but but as you mentioned too rob that that, that, your, that your kindle books play a very important role in your overall strategy because obviously you'd be linking back to your video courses wouldn't you so it's hard to say that okay you're making more money from your video courses but those kindle books they play a a big role in in getting your audience oh absolutely um you know i i think i've been thinking even to um to run kindle at a loss uh, because I make so little money on it. I, um, I, I, I was just thinking today, uh, well, not today, actually. I've been going for a little bit of a, uh, a soul-searching in my business, and I've been realizing that maybe I'm not investing enough of my profits back into um, finding new audience. So the, and, and the Kindle is a great way of finding audience because you can put an offer in the beginning and the end of the Kindle book, and if people like you, they'll click through and they'll sign up um, and you'll have their email address. And um, there's no doubt that this works. And there's many ways that you can improve this. For example, you give your Kindle away for free. And uh, you could, if you really spend money, you can, you can actually spend money to put it, to advertise it in, in, in free places, whether places, special places where they advertise free Kindles. And you can spend it a few hundred bucks on it and get 50,000 downloads. Okay, that's an extreme mm. example. But just imagine if 50,000 people read your book for free, I mean, how many of them are going to sign up to your list? You know, thousands, uh, if it's a good book, mm. um, which we hope it would mm. be. And um, so, uh, yes, to answer your, your, the point is that Kindle, um, could, you, could, you could just think of it as a way of, of creating um, a bigger audience rather than a way of making money. Mm, absolutely. So it's, it's just an extension to your existing list or, or basically then we actually build your list and then they go into your email marketing campaign. So even if they don't buy any of your products first up, because we also know that you know, people need to get to know you if they don't know you already, so that, that they might need you know, seven or eight or you know, 10, 12 contacts with you before they before they spend money with you and I, I notice you know, other uh, successful Udemy instructors like say Phil Ebner I just see he, he's just bringing out he's just converting all his courses over to the Kindle all the time because because it's like it's such a it's such a good channel so tips are probably not a big money maker in itself but the the channel back to 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 your premium courses is is great like I think I think he mentioned in, in one of his courses he he made something like two hundred dollars in his first month selling his Kindle books at at, two, at the two dollars or whatever. But he but so somebody clicked that link and came through and bought one of his courses for two hundred dollars. Yeah. So. Yeah. Do, do, you know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, that's that's the way I'm thinking about it now. Um, and I had seen it as as a way of making money before, like like a little bit of both. 
but now I'm thinking maybe just just run it as a break even thing. Um, so this is like a, an, a you know uh, you know I'm I, it's just a way of saying that that I'm I'm still not there yet you know with, with all of this it's it's still a work in progress. Do you know what I mean? I think I think it's a work in progress for everybody. So let's so you know, we call you the the, the digital nomad. Like you know, you've you know, you've got this you know, this lifestyle. You've got this passive income. Like how we we spoke about Udemy. Like how long does it take you to produce a Udemy course? Oh well, it probably takes me too long. I mean, it sh- it shouldn't take very long at all. You know, I just I, I just started one. Um, problem is that I do other things while I'm doing them, uh, and it usually takes me a month. Um, uh, yeah, it probably actually, if I'm li- I'm lying, it probably takes me six weeks to seven weeks. It should take me three weeks, honestly. Um, I, recording it, it it should be pretty quick. Um, I, a lot of my courses are screencasts where I show uh, WordPress being, you know, setting up websites. So they, they should be pretty quick to, to record. Editing, I have um, for a long time uh, had a bit of help there and um, outsourced a lot um, the the primary editing. So just getting rid of the gaps and and making it a little bit pretty, and then I'll come over and, and edit still further. Um, so I get help on it, uh, and, and um, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would say a two-hour to three-hour course. Um, you know, you, you, it's really very easy. You should be able to do one in about a month, I'd say. It, and that's having other mm. work, having other commitments, which we all do. But I mean, I I work for my clients and I do other stuff as well. So um, it's not. It's only a few hours in the day, you know. Mm. And so this, and this, this, this is what we're coming back to. So saying that once you've got you this this structure set up, no, 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 between your blog, your books, your email campaign, and your Udemy courses, like how how much time per week, how many hours per week do you have to spend maintaining that? Um, oh God, you know what? I have I haven't got a clue, Tim. I I, I don't really. Um, I never know what I'm doing from one day. To, I, I am just like the last person you want to talk to about productivity. I never know what I'm doing from one day to the next. I never plan my days. I never plan my weeks. I could go off tomorrow and and uh, I would say um, go sightseeing, but I'm in I'm in England at the moment and it's raining. There's a surprise. Um, so so phew, my productivity's gone through the roof. Um, but uh, I, I don't really know. I mean, and, and then the client work comes in, and then I do it because I've got to do it because they won't get they won't they'll get they'll get a bit annoyed with me if I don't. And I do one blog post a week, and then I try and do a Udemy course every month or a book every month, or either a Udemy course or a book per month. But I, as I say, I never do. I, I, I finish them in six or seven weeks. So I, I just set goal, very very loose goals for myself. Um, and, and but there are other things going on, you see, because I'm I'm interested in Facebook, um, and uh, I'm actually thinking of starting a new business, which I, I, I you know I don't want to talk about because it would just get just go off into tangents. But um, yeah, it's, uh, 
So um, I have no idea what I, I have got absolutely no clue what, what I'm doing, Tim, a day, uh, on a day-to-day basis. I have no idea what, how many hours. I, I have no idea how many hours I work a week. I've, n- I've never counted them. Mm-hmm. I suppose that's not a bad, a bad thing to be, that you're not actually tied in. You don't have to get out of bed at a certain time. You don't have to commute to uh, – I saw, saw that post on Facebook and I absolutely loved it, the – the comparison between a job and, and prison because it was so true. Okay, you you, man, you mentioned Tim Ferriss and obviously we're talking about the four-hour work week. So what sort of impact did that have on your approach to building? Yeah, when I was in London, um, yeah, I, 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 had a, I had a very different lifestyle in those days, actually. I would have read it quite early, maybe 2009, 2010, and uh, I, I was running a web design business, graphic design business. I was perfectly happy. I was married, living in the suburbs. Um, and along came this book, which I was just starting to get in, starting to read it, business books, uh, because I thought I better find out about this business thing as, as it looked like I was going to be doing this for the rest of my life. And the book just blew me away because I've always liked traveling. I, I, used, to tra- I used to try and travel which was hard because I had to work in London um, as much as I could when I was younger. And, um, and he's also talking about uh, outsourcing. There's a very, and it, and, and it was the first time I'd heard the term passive income. So that's three things. It's the traveling, the, the arbitrage, the, the currency arbitrage, or whatever you want to call it, the, the passive income and the outsourcing. I think there was something else. There's three or four um, new concepts. They weren't new, but they were new to me. Um, so um, the four-hour work week um, is, uh, I think, a must-read. Uh, it's a bit old now, but I think it's still a, a great book because it's the, the productivity thing about turning your email alert off. I mean, it, it's, uh, I think it's a classic, absolute classic. Um, so mm. there I was in London, um, I was actually location independent because most of my clients, I just, I just email. Uh, they don't really need to see me. Um, and so I could, I could have gone off. But as I said, I was married and uh, living in the suburbs with a dog and a cat. Um, so um, the, obviously the, the marriage didn't last. The dog and the cat still are still around, I hasten to add. And um, we're, we're, we're all very well. And, um, and, and so I, that's, I went off traveling because there was, you know, you don't really want to be living in the most expensive city in the world, one of the most expensive cities in the world, if you can live anywhere, especially not when it's raining all the time. Mm. It's funny, I've I, I interviewed um, John Purcell, who you, you, you probably oh, no. know, and uh, he's, 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 a, he's a character as well. And I... Like he he earns I don't know ten twelve thousand a month and I say how and how often do you work as oh, I mean I, I'm I'm pretty lazy and like if I I might I might work half a day if I if I feel like it and and he's living at, at that stage he was living in Budapest when I when I interviewed him and now he's moved to uh, Berlin oh. but yeah he was he, he was living in a in a nice sort of he was loving the Budapest like you no know, the the cost of living was great and he was just making this ridiculous passive income. And uh, it just it just goes to show, you know, what you can do if you if if you hit hit the right market. So so let's so let's have a so let's have a look back at at just where a logical flow. So content creation, 
and saying like, and if, and if you're not a, a technical person and you don't want to have your own blog, all that sounds too scary. And, and, and with all honesty, these days, it shouldn't be, it costs you like, uh, like 15 bucks for a, a domain name, which I think is important to brand yourself. It, like WordPress is free, some hosting probably $70 a year, whatever. So this isn't big, big stuff. And, and, and they pick up you know, a, a course on how to create a website. So it's, I don't think I don't think having your own website these days is such a big deal. So 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 content fitting into building a list, then from that content producing information products, whether that be do do you do you, uh, you do cheat sheets and and other sort of smaller PDFs as well, don't you? Yeah, yeah, oh, they, I, I do, but I don't do them so much now. They're they're kind of like the first things I tried. Yeah. Okay, so but 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 those are good too. Like if if you can, I I forget who actually said it now, but uh, I think it was Johnny Byrne. Actually, Johnny Byrne said, you know, when now when you're creating a course you know, or creating a product, don't waffle on and don't and don't fill it out with fluff just because you think that the bigger it is, the more value it's going to be. Like if you can show somebody how to do something in three minutes, show them how to do it in three minutes. You know, don't don't waste their time and don't make them go through you know jump through hoops to find the information. And they're going to they're going to respect you and like you for that. So if you have no, if you can do a cheat sheet or, or or a quick start guide or something, and they that, that can be what we call in the you know, in the business lead bait or 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 a lead magnet. So that's something that if you can give value to somebody, that they're going to be happily to give you their email address in return. That's another good way to 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 build a list. And so then, so from from the from the list to the content, and and, and would you say that you're going to start creating? Your Udemy courses and then start to convert, which is it seems to be the trend now that people are having their Udemy courses transcribed and going over to Fiverr and, and having them convert into eBooks, which which go back. And I, I think that things are great. You know, it's it's, it's a you know, that's a a great strategy, and that's something that that, that I'll be doing as well. Yeah, it's, it's something I've done. Although I've, I te- I tended to do it the other way around. I don't. I'm not sure why. Um, but in terms of um, in terms of repurposing uh, content, um, I actually did, I actually think that webinars and speaking engagements should be added into this as well. So if you're doing a webinar, you've got to cre- you've got to create slides, and if you've got a, a speaking engagement, which I'm lucky enough, I've done a few, and 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 I really uh, wouldn't say I enjoyed them, but I, I just think they're a very good idea. Um, uh, you've got to create slides for those, and and I did one. I I then wrote I wrote it into a Kindle, and then I made it into a course. Um, so I don't think it matters which way you go, but um, I, th- I think you know you've got that content, and the beauty of it is you've really thought that you've thought about the content. So you've got all the chapters ready, the sections or whatever you want to call them, and you've got it all. Um, you know, you've got the logical flow already worked out. And also, I mean, you probably will improve upon that um, as, you know, because you're doing it a few months later and you think, oh, I should have added this bit in here. It's much better flow. If I, if mm. I, you know, so the, the, the product will, be, will get better. Um, so, yeah, mm. I, I think uh, it's an on- ongoing cycle. Um, and I'm doing webinars now and, and I'm just uh, – um, I'm, I'm just – in the process of um, creating a course, as I said, and I'm using I'm I'm using the slides from the webinar as a sort of basis for the, some of the lectures in the course. 
Um, and it all I've, I've thought about it. I've, I don't really need to make a plan because it, the plan's there in the webinars, you know. Um, so mm. uh, it's uh, it, yeah. I, I think uh, repurposing the content is is a very good idea. And something that I haven't done yet, but but will do is a lot of people are having success with something called SlideShare. So this 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 carries on from what you're saying about repurposing your slides. Is that obviously you you probably got to add a few slides to sort of fill in the gap because your slides should you know shouldn't be a novel. Um, but but people are having great success in, in in putting these slide decks up on SlideShare, pointing back to a course or or another resource. So that's an, yeah another great way to now to repurpose. Okay, we've got, um, hey, Matt's joined us. Welcome, Matt and Jason. And um, we've got another question here. I've got, I've got my own views on anybody on Udemy because I think that's really dependent on your topic. And it's saying like, eight, okay, there, there might be 8 million students on, on Udemy, but that necessarily, like if you're in a really highly niche or specialized no specialized niche, we actually had this conversation last week with, with Terry, is that, you know, some some platforms are still better than others, so my, that's that, that's my answer. What do you reckon, Robin? And what what we'll do is we'll then we'll open up a seat. Yeah, I, I tell you what, I, I I think your answer is better than mine because I would have said any yes, <laughs> I would have said yes. Anyone can you should go if you want to go on Udemy, um, you should go. But I think you've got it's a good point about niche because if you if you want to sell. Um, uh, how to pay scales on the guitar and nobody wants to sell that and when no one wants to buy it then of course it's a bad thing but I think if you want to it's probably a good idea I think if you're if you're thinking of creating video courses I, I would try Udemy um, just anyway because um, you can always do it on your own site as well the one thing I would say is just make sure they're different. The, the, the courses are different on Udemy as, as, than they are on your site. They should be more uh, expensive on your site and cheaper on you. They'll end up being cheaper because you should really go for all Udemy's um, reductions because then you'll get the, the numbers through the, you know, you'll, you'll get the volume. Um, so, but the only people who shouldn't do Udemy are the gurus who, who want to charge $1,000 for their courses on, on their site. So then if they go on Udemy, um, people will say, oh, well, um, why are you charging $2,000 for that course on your site when it's, I can get it on Udemy for this much? But um, I, I, um, I, I would go on Udemy, and if you see stuff that's of a similar nature to your content, then I wouldn't worry about it because that just means that, it's selling hopefully it means it's selling um again i'm not great on choosing the niche because i've i've never chosen a niche because i i just did it in my niche that i knew about anyway uh however um tim's the guy you want to talk to about udemy seo and and working out if things are will, will sell for you um but um you know i i, I would just i would say if you want to make video courses I, you know i would i would do it really I think, Rob, too, the, the important thing is that if you've never done a video course before, Udemy is still a good platform because of their production standards. So you're going to know if you, if you can get a course created and, and approved through Udemy, then the production standard is good enough to go anywhere else on the web. So if you're not, if you're not sure, like know your audio production, video production, that sort of stuff, at least you're going to get some feedback and some pointers from, from Udemy 
And what we say, you know, when we're, when, when we're looking at niche is being a pioneer is very dangerous. And if you select a topic and you can't find any other courses, that's not necessarily a time to do a dance and go eureka because we we think that we have these these you know these unique ideas and and some of us do right? but don't don't think just because you've got an idea that nobody else has ever thought of that and so if there is no competition for your your subject it could just be because somebody's tried it and there is no market for it or there's so much there's such a flood of free information like it's, once again, it depends on your topic. And if, if you go to YouTube and you find these you know, millions of of, uh, of videos, or you go to all these these, these blog posts, some people, might, depending on the topic, people might just be happy to consume the free content. There, there might be enough free content on the market to to fill the need. So that's that, that's the way that, uh, that 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 we look at that. Um, Rob, thank you very much for your time. Is there anything that you want to to add? In, in conclusion, and also let people know how they can find you. Um, yeah, I think in conclusion, I'd say, uh, actually, I'm glad you asked me that because I was thinking earlier that when we were saying people put Udemy courses on there and uh, and they don't sell and they forget about it, um, and it's not always a go. I, I think it's important not to um, not to put anyone down if they're listening and they've done that. Uh, I, I'd say, you know, still don't give up, you know, because um, – Udemy, you definitely want to make multiple courses. That's a, a, a point that we haven't said, and that's a really important point. Um, you know, I don't think anyone who's very successful on Udemy has done it with just one course. Uh, so if, if you put a course there on Udemy and it hasn't sold, then don't, I don't, doesn't really math mean that Udemy is not for you. It doesn't mean that it's a waste of time either because you've, you've learned all the things about video course creation. And you've become a better uh, video course creator as a result. So um, I, I'd keep at it, keep at the free content, and keep at, keep crea- um, getting email addresses, and keep creating the products. Um, and, and and then none of it will be a waste of time. Hopefully, you'll find your audience and you'll start selling, and then there'll be a snowball thing. So that would be the last thing I'd, I'd add. Um, to our discussion, Tim, and to answer your question about where people can find me, well, you can see my name up there. It's Rob Cubbon. Uh, so if you put that into Google, you'll find robcubbon.com. And if you go to robcubbon.com slash free, you can sign up and get some freebies. And if you go to robcubbon.com slash free courses, um, then you can get some of my courses for free. Mm-hmm. Awesome, and, and look, yeah, this 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 topic thing, and the sometimes I, I think there's there's two things I want to add about about topic, and it's try to pick an evergreen topic, not a fad. It's very dangerous to build your you know your business around you know something that's you know a flash in the pan, so to speak, because that's not going to build you a, a solid. Uh, residual income, like it might make you a bit, a bit of quick money in, in the interim, but it's but you, you, you've got to look at the evergreen topics. You now, the stuff that people are interested in all the time, that, that where people are enthusiastic, they're passionate about, and they're, they're going to throw money at. So, so that's important. Saying, look, I've I put courses up there where I couldn't, I, I put courses where I couldn't find video courses, but I found books and videos and everything else, like books and DVDs. So, 
you can you can if, if you can sort of bring that out of a book or a DVD into an online course, there's there's no reason why you why you can't do that as well. But yeah, I think taking time to do your research is important. So, Rob, thank you very much again. If you shared a, a, a wealth of knowledge, I'm just going to open up the seat now for anybody who wants to pop in. Yes, we'll, we'll bring in uh, we'll bring in Craig first. Oh, well, you can't see my face. I can see it now. All right, that's okay. Well, it looks like Tim's coming back. There you go. Hey, he's back. <laughs> <laughs> the gremlins. There's gremlins happening here today. Um, well, by the way, I've just I've just popped over and asked for a couple of your free courses, Rob. Because, uh, funny enough, here's an interesting thing. Um, quick one. Why did I pop on this blab when I saw what I was... I was looking... I'd just come off another blab that I was, uh, that I was a guest on. And, uh, and I was looking... I went, Rob Cuban, I know him. <laughs> He's a Udemy guy. He's the guy I've bought courses from before. Uh, so there you go. It just by one situation brings you over to something else. Because of you know an authority, of course, in creating information products, and um, you're one of those guys that uh, I do follow and listen to. I'm just I have a master's degree in marketing, a bachelor of engineering degree in computing. Forty six year old, I've been doing internet marketing for the last two years, but I've started in the last year focusing on my own information products. Um, let's put it this way: we got the mic. As you can see, <laughs> we can, we've got the we've got the lights, camera, action, and all that going on. As you can see, however, my wife has uh, commandeered the office temporarily for the last six months with every bit of rubbish she could find in the house. So, lucky enough, a big fat guy, I can cover most of it. So, the next thing is, how much <laughs> how much value do you put in in, in the backdrop when you're creating information products, video courses especially? When you say backdrop, do you, do you mean the, the free content? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't want to put you off, Craig, but um, uh, I, I started – it doesn't matter, really, but I, I started in 2006, uh, and, I, and I was blogging very badly, I might add, back then. Um, whether that helped – I don't think it helped me. I don't think it matters the, the content of the – free content you've got out that the quality or sorry i don't think it matters the quantity or how many years you've been doing the free content um i just say as much as you can do is 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 best is better you know i don't think there's a formula for it um how, you know because people ask me that all the time because they don't they they don't want me to say you know, you've got to do it for two years, and so they've done it for two years, and then it's okay. Where, whereas I don't know if I can give that answer um, because it's different for everyone. It's different for every niche, and um, and uh, and we're all we're saying is that it's a bad idea to just go out and start creating a, a, a product. We're not saying don't do it, you know, because that's what I just said just then. I think you know, I think it's a good thing to do. Um, you just don't don't get disappointed if if the sales are slow straight out the gate. Yeah. Um, but you might be lucky, you know. So um, and and creating content, creating products is great because I, I wish I did it earlier. I wish I started earlier because you it will get you better at it. Just don't make make sure it's not amazing. Don't try and make it amazingly big, um, overarching product about everything that you know. 
just make it a small product about a certain part of what you know. I'll and tell you, I like that. I like that what you're saying because I'll tell you something now. <laughs> For the last year, I've been, I've, I've, I've got five internet marketing platforms. Won't mention them, right? I'm not here to promote anything like that. But one's in internet marketing, one's in sports club websites, etc. Kept they're there, and everybody keeps telling me launch them, and I keep going. They're not good enough yet. <laughs> so I've got stuck in this rut of I'm trying to make the best superest best product that's ever been out there and as a result my business partner who's in the states um, chris he keeps saying craig i want to start market i want to start selling them why are you not i'm not happy and this is where i'm glad you've mentioned that so maybe i should just click the button yeah and say go with it and see what happens yeah oh, i think that's just great advice for business just generally i think you know you've just got to be embarrassed by your I'm first stuck in that rut yeah to- one of the best things about me craig is that i'm i'm really slapdash guy i just like <laughs> to get things done and i don't care whether they're any good or not i just get any talent that i've got um that that that, that helps me in business because otherwise i'm really bad at everything else but i do like to get things finished and done and it's a good it's a good talent it's not a talent but it's a habit um that that's quite good to engender like if you can just put something out and just get the thrill of 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 publishing i mean, I, I think if you get really addicted to that thrill of publishing then you'll push the button much more quickly do you set a time scale no not what well, I, I, I i'm going to start then and i'm going to finish then no matter what yeah but it's a loose one i always oh, right. i always go over it but but yeah i do and it's like a month like I've, I'll create a product and launch it in a month. And I, it, I, I, I wish I could do it in three weeks, honestly, Craig, <laughs> because it's yeah. all you need. Yeah. The other thing too is, is Craig, is what, what can I say is that even after you publish, it's not set in stone. And I think a lot of, a lot of people sorry, what know they want to create this perfect thing and, and they want it to be, be fantastic, but you no, know, you're going to sell zero of a 90% course. So, you get your course done, and then you're going to start to get feedback from from your students, or you're going to identify areas of improvement. And there's no reason why then you can't swap lectures in and out or add lectures. So even once you've published, it's not it's not like a book. It's not it's, it's not a hard print. It's it's there. You can you can like your course can evolve and improve along the way. And also, as Rob said, don't try to write the definitive A to Z. Like I, I like to use the golfing analogy. Like if you if you try to create a course on golf, it's going to take you I don't know how many months to create, and then you know, then then you want to make you know to actually earn a lot of money because it's such an extensive course. Whereas if, if you break that course down into the elements of golf, like how to putt, how to how, like how to drive, how to how to this, how to do that, you're going to you know, you're going to get get those those courses to market so much quicker and then a subset of the people who bought you how to drive the ball an extra 50 yards will might end up buying your course on how to putt might buy you know, the course on how to chip and run but and and then what you're doing is is you can then make so much more money because especially on, on Udemy which is a discount site so if you make a course and you sell it for $300 they discount it for 10 bucks there's nothing much you can do there if you make 10 courses and you sell them for a hundred dollars, and they discount those to ten dollars. Then you you stand to make 
far more money, and but but you're getting your courses to market a lot quicker, and it's it's much easier to. One, I think one question that probably everybody's probably still sitting out there is probably going to, it's probably thinking, asking, probably not jumped on to ask is, which is best, going to somebody somewhere like Udemy and uploading your course there and letting them punt it and taking a bit less, or using something like LearnDash or WP Courseware or any of these other um, course management softwares in, in, in WordPress and hosting it and doing it all yourself. Can I answer that? Yeah. Both. <laughs> right, okay. That's okay. Because I would start on Udemy because it's easy uh-huh. um, and then have a small course on Udemy and then create a a, a, month, a bigger bigger one on your own site because you'll sell it for a, a higher Which one do you use, Rob? Do you use uh, LearnDash, WP Courseware? Is there one that you use at the moment? Craig, you've you've just asked me a question that that that, that holds a lot of pain for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I really actually might start crying now because I, I've 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 changed my WordPress plugin three times. Which one? Which one? I know about I know about the the, uh, the WP courseware with fly plugins. I know the one about Learn Dash. What was the other one you're talking about? You you want to see a learn a grown man cry. Um, I've been down this road myself, by the way. I bought them all. I've got license for them all. Learn Dash gives me its headaches because the guy yeah, just doesn't do. the guy Craig, just doesn't have the his site's rubbish and he doesn't have seem to have enough. Craig, you, you you'll never be an expert on all of the WordPress membership plugins. If you if you were, then you'd be the biggest geek out there and, and you'd be the, oh, the most boring bloke at party. Famous. Mouse, member mouse, yeah. you know, I've tried them all. I've got the list, you know, this, see this, see these eyes? Yeah. Now they're black. See this hair? Yeah, you see this? Exactly, exactly. Well, my wife, my wife says to me, excuse me, you know, I think we're going to have to get a fire brigade to remove you from that chair. Yeah. Uh, because well, I'm constantly there trying and testing, and it just no one seems to get it right. Right. Well, I, well, I, I, I care about your missus, Craig, and I, I would say <laughs> don't bother about the plug-in. Yeah. You know, just concentrate on making it as simple as possible for the for the stu- students to get in there and buy it. Bam! Don't worry about the course. You know, don't worry about making the course look pretty. I mean, obviously, it's got to be pr- the videos have got to be pretty. Yeah. But the presentation, the delivery of the course on your WordPress website, once they've bought it, it doesn't matter so much. Um, because nobody has ever written to me and said, "Oh, Rob, I love your site because your courses look great with that plugin that you've got." No, they just they just they just write into me and said, "I've just bought your product and it hasn't delivered. It. You haven't delivered it," and 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 that is nothing worse than that. And the way you get around it is just being simple as possible. Just choose one plugin if it's wishlist member, and then hire a developer just to make it easy for you. So so the the purchasing is as simple as possible, uh, and that's the most important thing. That don't. That, I mean, I, I just spent so long. This last, I, I mean, obviously, I've got a bit of. I've got issues here, mm, yeah. um, but uh, you know, I, I've just spent. I've wasted so many hours going through these plugins, and they're all the same. That none of them. If if one of them was was the standout winner, then everyone would use it. What know? I hate is I implement a system. I build the course, and then WordPress core changes, but the plugins now don't work, and they've not done. You've got to wait several weeks for the updates, and then when they do the updates, they've got bugs in them anyway. 
and you still I keep see that's it. You've taught me something here. Is maybe I have been um, because overthinking I, it. You I know what I expect. Well, what I expect is you know if I pay money, maybe maybe it, it could be because I'm Scottish. You know, Rob, us Scotsmen are tight fisted. You know what I mean? We get white knuckles from you know what I mean. <laughs> copper wire was invited. Copper wire was invented by two Scotsmen fighting over a penny. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I heard that one. So maybe, so maybe when I'm spending money, maybe when I'm spending money, I you know I, I always try to look at it as if I was a customer, right? And I came on your site, Craig, and I, I'm looking there and I'm going, right, okay, it's a, I want a pretty site. I want it to look be functional. I want it to be mobile responsive. I want it. I want to be able to buy easily. I want the purchase process to be smooth. And I want, want, at the end of it all, once I've bought, I want to go inside and get this nice content from you. Because I'm tight-fisted, I expect, because people are going to pay me money, I have to give them the best I can. You've ended up being very un-Scottish and spending all that money on on the plugins. Whereas, you know, and and what Natalie Sissons did, I could have a good bottle of scotch. Yes, and and, um, and what you could have done, what what now? I wouldn't say you should, but what you could do is just put a PayPal button on there, and every time somebody pays the, you, you email them a link to the videos. I mean, that's what yeah. Natalie Sisson did, and and she she made thirty grand on a on a launch, you know, and and um, and you you mentioned about making the site look pretty. I quite agree. It, 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 if it, the site should be should be as simple and as beautiful as possible, but if you try and add all these bells and whistles, it will very quickly start looking like a dog's dinner, you know. Yeah. And so that's another reason why you should keep it as simple as possible. Mm. Well, I want, I want look, guys. Thank you very much. I would love to stay. Uh, I, I will be staying on watching, but I want to jump off. And uh, I know there's an open seat there, and nobody's jumped in, but. I'm hoping somebody else now will take a little bit of incentive and say that, that look, Craig's jumped in, fat Scotsman, ugly guy. Um, no, no, we have to be ugly. It's only way to keep the Englishman like Rob in line, you see. You know, we've got to put, <clears throat> freedom and all that. You know, so um, I'll jump off and maybe somebody else will jump on. But I tell you now, Rob, uh, Tim, uh, Rob, I know just even getting half an hour of your time would have cost me a packet. So. <laughs> I, I know the value, and thanks well, to him for having me on. When you come down to London, then, God's sake. Well, if you if you if you if you know if you hit me up on uh, if you hit me up on Twitter and that, and we get a a, a, a private message going, maybe I'll just do that. Okay. And it could be not just one because uh, it's us Scots and English are very competitive, Tim, and we'll have to see who's still standing at the end of the night. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> But all I do, all I do know is I'm pretty sure we'll have the, you know, New Scotland Yard informed not to arrest us that night. <laughs> right, but I'll jump off and let somebody else on. Thanks again, Rob, Tim, for your time. Pleasure, right. thanks, Craig. thank you. Great having you on. I'll just, um, I'll just mention quickly too that, you know, talking about plugins, and I had, I had a very similar problem. Like I, I love WP WordPress, and I think the thing too is the way that the the site is set up to help the student navigate. Is, is important because there's been studies shown about you know, set up and, and having buttons where and, and moving from lecture to lecture. And it can be it can be a headache. I had, I had a similar problem where the security on my host was so tight, it, it blocked API calls between e-commerce and, this, and the course. And I had the same thing, like the course wouldn't deliver 
um, the the, uh, the the username wouldn't go into the mail email list. It was it was absolute nightmare. So I think if you if, if you want to sort of host yourself, like when now when, when when you look at how much money you're spending on these plugins and the headaches and the lost calls, uh, I've been looking at, at sites like now. Well, now it's called Teachable. It, it used to be called Fedora, but I I'll be I'll, I'll be looking at, at those sort of sites. There's another one called eLoud. Now you are you are giving up a little bit of um, depending on your, mem- no, no, your membership level, you are giving up a, a bit of cash, but but no, no matter where you're going, you're always going to be giving up a little bit of cash. And even if you think you're doing everything on your own website, you are still giving up time, which is which is money. And, and then when everything crashes and burns and you don't get your sales, no, that's that's bad too. Does anybody else want to jump into the, the seat? We are coming up to, we've been going for a little bit over an hour. So the seat is open. Um, I don't know how much time, more time, Rob. It's, it's, it's the middle of the night where um, where Rob's at. It's early morning here. I'm, I'm not a morning person, but I do these things. Evan, even? Even, we'll soon. It's coming in, hopefully. Hi, here we uh, go. Uh, hi, Rob. Hey. Can you hear me, guys? Yep. Yep, we've got you. Yeah, I, I was, I, I've been following Tim quite a long while. I mean, Tim is legend, Rob. Uh, you are also a great, great topic. I um, I started creating tool, uh, basically products, you know, under different pseudonyms, really not on my real name, like as most marketers do in the early days, you know. And this blob is changing that slowly. I think next products be on my own name, and I'm working on a video course myself for Udemy. I'm totally Udemy Rocky, and I want some of your inputs. And I really wanted to ask question in uh, would it be great if uh, you could ask Matt Brinstein to jump in on another seat if he wish? And he's yeah. the person like up to 750,000 in sales on Udemy. So I'd like to really, uh, you know, just pick on his brain. What should I do as my first course? I really don't want to spend too much of a time creating the course. I mean, I know I have to spend least three to six months to create this particular course as a given value as a subject matter. So the students who's enrolled in that course at least can see the value and suggest that course to someone else type of uh, yeah, uh, I'd, teaching. Um, you know, I, I'd, uh, I'd get it down to below three months if I was, if I was you, I, 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 I um, we a lot of people advise against doing uh, a huge course on Udemy, and, mm-hmm. and and I mean I don't know what the idea you have of the course whether it's something that is very much the whole of a big subject or it's a, a, um, a more of a section of your knowledge. Um, but I would always create the course around a, a very smaller section um, of knowledge and um, keep it very specific uh, and, and so that you can then carry on and create more courses. Um, that's why I like to keep it, create a course every month, only take a month to create a course and, and keep them very specific so I can do loads more of them. Um, so that, that's just my first um, reaction. And I don't know if Matt's going to come on. He's probably lurking and maybe he's gone to make himself a cup of coffee or something. 
Yeah, yeah, that's great, Matt. Matt's jumper. That thank you very much. I, I, no, I get it now. Uh, I think, like you say, I'll make more, a little bit more bite-sized course instead of just like long-term and then like dragging type thing, never-ending course for students. I understand that totally. That's great point. Thank you very much, Rob. Mm. No problem. How do you how do you pronounce your name, Evangelos? That's exactly what how you say it, Evangelos. You said it correctly. Yeah. Evangelist. Okay, great. Um, the other question to Tim. Tim, you know, I read the guy. I followed a guy called Justin Popovich. I know if I don't know if you guys are familiar with him or not. Rings a bell. No, it rings a bell, but yeah, it's um, I can't. He's the it. he's the guy. He's the guy basically catapulted me, like opened my eye to the PLR product and product creation and so on and so forth okay so if anybody's not familiar with that guy look to some of his youtube videos there are a lot of youtube videos free videos out there and if they want to learn to do the like their own products like we are in process of doing and that guy's been one of the great mentors to me like and i learned a lot of stuff from that guy and is very very you know decent decent place to learn obviously not he's not covering all the topics as we all know the product creations can vary and change uh, over the time so that's the point uh, i wanted to just uh, put across to help the community out if the people they really mm -hmm. really don't know where to start uh, or they haven't got any money you know so on and so forth please and go find yourself that uh, youtube channel with justin popovich cool very good. Now, the, the, the PLR side of things too is um, you've got to be careful if you're going to produce content for for Udemy based on PLR. Yeah, because I think Udemy now goes through a double approval process, review process, and I think the first review process is to make because there was an issue with a lot of people generating like uh, courses based off PLR stuff, and now Udemy uh, are clamping down on that. Probably it's a it's it's a it's, it is a good way to create a, 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 an information product to you know to, to get a, if you don't know where to start like because it's very very hard to start with a blank page, so it's probably a, a good place to you know, start with a you know, to do a book or whatever else. But I'd be be cautious about basing a Udemy course or, or PLR. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with you. That's not my own course. I'm not really based on my course on PLR at all. That's just like my personal video creation and the oh, yeah, information man. that actually I do it on screen and so on and so forth. It's like everything's basically organic. What I tried to put it on Udemy is totally unique content. So to pass the Udemy examination, so on and so forth. So I'm pretty familiar. I've done pretty good research about how to like be able to Basically, applying similar techniques to copyscape laws that you apply to article and so on and so forth. I really don't like to also copy any other Udemy instructor's information either. Obviously, you read through and so on and so forth. You can, mm -hmm. you know, put certain elements into your own own work. Just mm -hmm. depends where it's fit. I'm, I'm personally mm -hmm. tried to put this course together. Really help a lot of people out, especially this uh, information product creation uh, side of the the internet part, you know, mm. and try to really help people who think that's more difficult or they haven't got too much money to start off with this PLR and be able to put their own name on a, on a, some, some sort of 
digital pro product that they can upload on their own website and start basically, you know, like uh, say, put a paper button on it and, and just start selling it and generating revenue. Really, realistically, it doesn't have to be expensive. Could be just like four ninety nine, two ninety nine, three ninety nine, even one ninety nine. Even could be just ninety nine cents, as long as you build an email list with it and selling. Doesn't really matter what product you put up there. Just put one up there, like you always say. As time goes, everything develops for better things, and so on and so forth. So we we all learn. We all have to start somewhere. Mm. Mm. I said like that. It is it is it is a great option for those who are having trouble getting going to to, to sort of start with a product and to and to sort of beef it out and to introduce some of your new content. So that's yeah, that's a that's a good tip. But, but some yeah, where, there, where you guys? Sorry, sorry, Timmy Cotton. I was just like to ask the Robo one question. Where would you like to uh, advise people to actually put up their first digital products? Their own websites or certain forums like Warrior Forum or JVZoo, places like that? Um, yeah, I, I mean, we're, we're all going on our own experience here, really, because I mean, I don't know, I have never touched Warrior Forum and JVZoo. However, if you come from that, that side of things then uh if you have then you'll have load of contacts there so maybe that's better for you but i i never liked those places um i, I always found them edging onto the side of this for me it's just a little bit too it's, it's sort of i'm sorry it just seems a bit scammy some of the uh, wso's um and the jv zoo i've had a bad experience with personally um <clears throat> Because um, people there, they they tend to. Um, uh, I, I've had more experience of people there just trying to make money off me, um, and um, you know. Uh, so I've had to, that. That's been my own experience. So I wouldn't say there's any great place to start. You know, whether you start, you know, you might if you have a if you have a site that's getting traffic, you might want to start on your site. Um, I think maybe Udemy is a good place for some people to start because it's very easy. Um, uh, however, um, I think starting's again. I mean, I, can, I I need to go back to my own experience, which has been starting with free content and then moving on and onto platforms uh, and and my own site at the same time, basically. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. It's great insight. I mean, I know it's like sometimes free content way, free traffic generation way can work wonders. If it's done right, it just works as much as good as paid traffic because I personally blasted quite a few websites for AdSense myself. And I know it can be effective, good uh, uh, income generation revenues you can generate from single post websites or just single blogs free websites if it's done correctly I think still can make an income but what I was thinking about like someone like knew that they come into the groups like especially black chat like this and finding us that you know we we are here to help people same time as we are here also got to sell some of our services and realistically that's what we all do and that's what we all after and all the goals to generate revenue for ourselves as well as our groups as well as the people we involved with and online tools today is making that more easier than ever because it's just really there is no excuse or a limit for us to find tools or products you know to either re rebrand them or rewrite 
them or repurpose them. So there is no excuse for people failing online. Like you say, going back to the warrior forum about scam side of internet, and Vlad is actually putting that to the bed. So <laughs> it's like slowly, slowly that will go out of the window. As, as we, we know, if you got a product to sell to us, and we know we're talking face-to-face, -face, if we have an issue with the product owner, you have the live support of that actual person now. In an in internet world, the product itself has now become like this. Uh, this platform is more basically credibility to the product creator. Mm, I agree. Yeah, that's that's very, very true. Okay, I think we've, we've come to... to and Thank you to very much, by the way, guys. Yeah, I'll no. jump out if somebody else wants to jump in. Thank you. Thank you, Vangelos. Very nice to meet you. I think what we'll do, we're coming up to an hour and a half, so I think we'll call this this session to an end. I'd like to thank everybody for attending and for their input, for the questions and for, and for those who jumped in. Rob, thank you so much. You've given up about an hour and a half of, of, of your very, very valuable time and you've shared an absolute wealth of knowledge and saying that this has given people a very good insight into how they can actually start to... No, the, the, a roadmap to to online success, and that and that it's just not as easy as just you know, chucking a course up or whatever. That they, if you if you follow a structure and a process, then you should uh, reap the benefits and rewards. Well, it's um, it's a, it's an absolute pleasure to spend time with you, Tim. Thanks, thanks so much for having me on. I'd I'd like to chat to you some more about about your way of doing things on Udemy because it's very interesting. And shout, um, shout out to Andy if he's still listening from working from anywhere because uh, um, he, 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 he's a great guy, Australian, uh, who I met in Berlin. And I've just noticed that he's here. Um, he's here, yeah. He's here, he's here. There he is. So uh, um, thanks, Andy, for all the stuff you've, uh, you've been sharing of mine recently. And, uh, and, and thanks, Tim. Thanks, thanks everyone. Yep. Thank you, everybody, and uh, just just keep an eye out for future plabs. If you haven't, if, if that little box next to my name is white, give it a click to make sure that you're following, and then you'll be notified when we make some more, um, no, no, do some more plabs, and, and also all our podcast interviews are, are done here, so you can come along live and uh, and participate before the, the the podcast episode goes live on on the weekend. Thanks, Rob. Thank you, everybody. And we'll see you in a future episode. So long. Cheers. Well, I hope you found Rob's insights and experiences as valuable as I did. He has really laid out a very simple plan that if you follow it, you are going to firstly create your content and get a following. And as, as Rob said, having that following was very, very important when it came to becoming successful on Udemy and being able to repurpose your content into your courses and your Kindle books as part of a funnel back to your premium content is just such a fantastic idea and something that we see a lot of instructors going through and doing these days. I'd also like to thank everybody who came along and attended the Blab Live and contributed. It really makes a very interesting podcast when some of the audience come along and, and they're able to ask their questions live and, and on the spot. And if you would like to attend a live Blab interview when I'm interviewing a guest for the podcast, just jump across to blab.im 
forward slash Tim Cooper EDU and subscribe to me and then you will get a notification when the next interview is going to be recorded. You'll also find a link on my website. So if you click on the come join me on Blab button, the purple button at the very top on the right hand side, that'll take you to a page where you can find out how you can subscribe and also view past replays and there'll also be a link on there for the next upcoming interview. So that's another way that you can come along and join live. The other way is just to join the free VIP club and get an email with invitation with the link to the Blab and you can come along that way. So there's there's three ways that you can come and join me live when we're doing our Blab interviews. Now once again, the show notes for this episode will be at ecoursedomination.com forward slash 27. That's the numbers two and seven. And you'll find all the show notes, links, and resources mentioned in this episode at that link. So that's ecoursedomination.com forward slash 27. Now, if you find the show useful, I would really, really appreciate it if you could pop across to iTunes and leave an honest rating and review. And if you leave me a five-star review, please send me an email at asktim at ecoursedomination.com and let me know what country you're from, and I will give you a shout-out on the show. And lastly, I really do appreciate you taking the time to listen. We live in a very, very busy time, and we have so many options and so many things fighting for our attention. So when you take the time to listen to my podcast, I really do truly and honestly appreciate you. So thank you, and until next time, take care.